Global markets are treading water this morning ahead of key US inflation data tonight, which is expected to allow the Fed to hold interest rates next month. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, we take a closer look at the all-important US labour market with ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, who sees a slowing of jobs growth, but still relatively strong wage inflation, with one measure still running at five and a half to six percent. That suggests that the labour market remains really quite tight and that there's further work to do in order to get wage growth down to a much more sustainable level. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, global markets are mixed and mostly flat this morning. All eyes are on the US inflation data due later tonight. As of 5 o'clock Australian time, the S&P 500 is unchanged, the Nasdaq down 0.2%, gold up 0.7% at $1,952.05 US an ounce, The Aussie dollar, it's nudging higher at 63.87 US cents, and the Kiwi is up a little bit at 58.90 US cents. Oil is one of the big movers. It rose $1.10 a barrel to $83.35 US a barrel for Brent crude overnight. That's after APEC forecast more solid demand for oil in the United States and China than the market had previously expected. The US 10-year Treasury yield was becalmed at 4.64%, just up two basis points on the day. Number two, the main focus on markets in the next 24 hours is the US inflation data for October, which will set the tone for the Fed's big decision next month on whether to hike or not. Here's ANZ senior international economist Tom Kenny, who's forecasting a 0.3% rise in core CPI in October with annual core inflation of 4.1%. That would be pretty much in line with uh, what we saw last month, which kind of suggests to us that you know inflation is uh, the slowdown that we've seen is starting to get stuck at probably a level that's still a little bit too elevated for the Fed's liking, and and that's why uh, Fed Chair Powell has said that you know he's not yet confident that uh, inflation is on its on a trajectory to two percent, and uh, we would share that um, view at this point in time. Number three, India's inflation rate slowed somewhat in October in data out overnight, but it was a touch above market and ANZ expectations, at least for the headline number. Annual CPI inflation in October in India fell to 4.87% from 5.02% in September. ANZ's chief economist for Southeast Asia and India, Sanjay Mathur, had forecast 4.69% and the market was at 4.8%, so a little bit higher. However, That headline inflation figure was mostly about lower vegetable prices. Core inflation was 4.25%, and that was actually lower than expectations in the market for about 4.5%. The Reserve Bank of India is expected to remain on hold as inflation heads down towards the 4% midpoint of its 2% to 6% target range. Number four, China's credit growth continues to be a bit weaker than expected. Data out overnight showed aggregate financing rose 9.3% in October from a year ago. It's another sub-10% growth figure and the latest in a long string of these sub-10% growth figures. Number five, one of the biggest movers in recent months has been gold. ANZ senior commodity strategist Daniel Hines has been looking at gold's performance after big geopolitical events of the past to see how much of a safe haven effect there is. He found that gold's latest rise after the outbreak of the Israel-Hamas war 
is actually more than at a similar stage after the beginning of other crises, such as the 9-11 attacks and the start of the war in Ukraine. Daniel says central bank buying of gold seems to be the swing factor this time. Normally, in those these periods, you see uh, mainly investors buying through through the futures market. But this time around, you have the added benefit of that uh, physical buying of, of gold. Um, and you know the central banks have obviously been concerned about um, the geopolitical environment. This uh, this part to de-dollarize in a sense de-risk their reserves um, as a result of that. And we've seen some really strong buying from, from countries like China as a result of that. That's something which doesn't look like it's easing up. In fact, after a really strong 2022, we thought we may see them ease back a little bit this year. Not the case. Uh, the buying's been even stronger. So I think it's going to be a, um, a fairly dominant theme for, for the uh, foreseeable future. Daniel Hines there. Now for our bonus deep dive interview, we talk with ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, about jobs growth and wages growth in the world's largest economy. Remember, it's crucial for those watching the US Federal Reserve, which sets the base for global interest rates. Markets have actually halved their expectations for a hike next month from the Fed to just 14%. Here's Brian on that slowing jobs growth. The evidence we're getting is that it is slowing down and coming back into greater balance. In particular, we're seeing a deceleration in private sector jobs creation. In the latest data, that slowed to 99,000 jobs created in the month. When you look back a year ago, the private sector was creating nearly 300,000 jobs in a month. So it does show that the monetary medicine that the Fed has injected into the economy is definitely having an effect in slowing down at the pace at which firms are hiring. And why was it so resilient? Because I think if you'd said a year ago it it was still going to be jobs growth and that unemployment would still have a three in front of it, uh, most people would have been a bit surprised. That's correct. I think there's a number of structural factors that are really supporting the jobs market at the moment and keeping that unemployment rate down. There's been a surge in early retirement uh, during the pandemic and certainly in its aftermath as well. So in terms of skilled workers, there's probably about two and a half million workers less today than there were before the pandemic broke. And people have looked at their lives and I think, you know, some have decided that they're wealthy enough to be able to retire, that work-life balance you know, needs to be much more in favour of time off, you know, than uh, spent at a desk. That's definitely been a big factor. But there's other things uh, like childcare has been slow to recover, actually, in the aftermath of the pandemic. And that has kept people with parenting responsibilities out of the workforce. So there's been a few things, you know, that have happened. Um, Also, demographics are going against the workforce. Uh, The labour force, uh, the population is ageing, and that means that there's less people uh, naturally going into the labour force every year. So I think all these things, when you you mix them together, are really powerful things that are keeping unemployment anchored uh, at low levels. Now, the other side of the equation is wages, and uh, one of the fears of the last year or two was that wage inflation would uh, start firing up, which would make the Fed's job harder. What have we found? 
If you look at the average earnings data that we've had out with the labour market report recently, that's continuing to ease. It fell to 3.9% year on year. And that's quite a broad measure of wages in the economy, although it does get distorted by low-income workers. So if you've got a lot of students entering the labour force to work in bars and that type of stuff, that can tend to bring uh, the number down a bit, but it's going in the right direction. And quite often the theory is that if you can get wage growth at about 3.5%, that is consistent with the central bank meeting its inflation target. And it's simply calculated from having a 2% inflation target. So uh, nearly there, I would think, and the Fed will draw confidence of that. But that's only one measure of wages. When you look at other measures, uh, they still lower quite a bit higher. The Atlanta Fed's median wage uh, growth tracker is still, you know, running significantly higher than that. It's uh, between five and a half and six percent, and that suggests that the labour market remains really quite tight, and that there's further work to do in order to get wage growth down to a much more sustainable level. ANZ's Brian Martin there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Tuesday, November the 14th. Tune in tomorrow for the results from that key American inflation data overnight. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.